Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Toxic masculinity. If ever there was a part of the last five years that I'm going to remember most vividly, it's the idea that a man can't even sit, walk, talk, or breathe without being accused of committing some kind of crime against toxic masculinity and women. But too few people are willing to take that camera and turn it around to have a look at some of the appalling lessons, philosophies, and messages that we give to women on a day-to-day basis in our culture. In this video, I want to share with you some of the most damaging forms of toxic femininity which are alive and well today. I also want to share with you one of the most shocking experiences that I've ever had in my career in the face of toxic femininity, which I absolutely did not expect to see. So before I get into the meat of this video, I just want to make something clear. I actually hate, I abhor the term toxic femininity, and I abhor the term toxic masculinity. You know, at at its heart, what it does is it tries to pit men against women and stop the genders from getting along well. But what's more than that, when you when you take something, an action that a man has done, like if I look at myself as a younger man and and if someone were to, were to come up to me and say, Damien, this thing that you're teaching is a, is a blatant form of toxic masculinity. You're committing emotional rape is what you're doing, Damien. Does that make me want to say, oh, oh, you're right. Oh, 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 I'm going to grow and, and evolve. No, it, it doesn't make me want to change. What it makes me want to do is respond, right? You're calling me a rapist. You're saying emotional rape to me. What do I want to do? I want to lash out. I want to, I want to dig my heels in and refuse to change and refuse to see your viewpoint. You know, I think it's very childish and stupid and, and, and manipulative culturally, um, politically to use terms like, like toxic masculinity or toxic femininity. It pits genders against each other and it does nothing, I think, to make the world a better place. But I made this video because I do want to demonstrate that there are a whole ton of horrific lessons that we teach women that continue to make the world a worse place. Some of these lessons are easily just as bad as many of the things that feminists get angry at men for in our current culture. The first problem on my list is this. It's okay for a woman to hit a man, but it's a travesty and a crime if a man hits you back. Now, I I think this is disgusting. I think that violence against humans, in general, should be wrong. <laughs> doesn't matter who's perpetrating it. doesn't matter what size you are. If you physically abuse another human being, you're committing a crime and you should be punished, unless it's in self-defense. And this is a this is a problem, and I'll tell you why it's a problem. Uh, look, there's many reasons. It's double standard. But I remember as a young man, I've only been slapped once by a woman in my life. And of course, I, I need to point out, I've never hit a woman. I, I would never hit a woman. And I, I stand by that. But I was, when this happened, I was a 20-year-old guy. I was having a big argument with my partner at the time. And we were, we were arguing, we were arguing, we were arguing. And out of the blue, wham, she slapped me really hard in the face. And I, I saw red. I, when you get hit, physically hurt, especially a slap in the face, you see red. You can't think clearly. You can't act clearly. You, you go on primal instinct. And when you're already revved up, you're already mad. You know, I didn't hit her. Boy, I exploded verbally though. I, I, I was shocked. I was mad. I lost my nuts. I lost my nerve. 
And the problem is that if you, ha if you, you only need to be caught out as a man one time having a really bad day in the middle of a fight or she hits you repeatedly and you, you lose your willpower and you will lash out. And I think that obviously I'm, there are plenty of women who get hit by men that, that don't deserve it. I'm not trying to go there, but boy, oh boy, what would have happened if I had of she had hit me a second time or I had have just lost my willpower and, and lashed back? You know, it's scary because I can't say that it would be impossible to happen. I think that every man can reach a point where he just snaps and lashes out. And what'll happen? You'll get charges against you. You may go to prison. You know, you get labeled for life. I think that this is disgusting that it's okay for a woman to do that. So that's number one. That's a really huge pet peeve that a massive form of toxic femininity. Number two, if a man doesn't make more money than you, then he's less masculine. Uh, right. Obviously, we know that this comes culturally. Um, historically, it made some sense. Historically, women couldn't make money, uh, you know, or at least very not very much at all. They weren't allowed to get educations. They were supposed to stay at home. Marrying a man who had lots of financial ability, like income potential, was your stability. It was the only way, it was the only way that a woman could control her financial success in life was to seek men who made more money because she couldn't do it on her own. And so that's that's our cultural heritage. But nowadays, of course, it's not, right? Women, I know some people claim that women earn less than men, but they actually don't. When you when you get into the nitty-gritty, there's only a very tiny little amount of baby tax that women pay if they want to have children. And I think we should fix it. But on the whole, women earn the same as men. They've got the same earning capacity. But, you know, there's this problem. And, and so where does it come from? And I'll tell you, it comes from literature. You know, women will say that men have unrealistic expectations of sex, so we should protect boys from porn. Porn should be regulated. Men shouldn't be allowed to see porn. That's the that's the the feminism stance on pornography, by and large. But here's the problem. I get that porn gives men unrealistic expectations of sex. It does. It confuses men. It, it, it can create trouble. I'm not anti-porn, but I can see the argument. But if we're going to ban porn or we're going to prevent young boys from reading porn, watching porn, we should prevent young girls from reading romance novels. Because there is nothing out there that, that, that perpetuates this kind of toxic feminine view than romance novels, right? Our Jane Austens and our, everything is about the man has money. The man's from a wealthy family. The, the man is a prince of some country, right? That's that's the stereotype that's getting, you know, um, drawn, written out for women, young women. And that's what they then go on to expect. The man of my dreams is going to have lots of money. The man of my dreams is going to be a good earner. Not necessary in today's society. And, and I think that we need to abolish that. That's a horrible form of toxic femininity, which we teach to our young girls. Number three is that male sexuality is dirty and disgusting. You know, I, I, this was a problem for me growing up. You know, I grew up in a household that had a very taboo view about sex and sex was something you were supposed to hide. And, um, you know, and, and, and there was, I don't know, it was just a dirty word growing up. And as a boy, it's, I mean, sex for us growing up is complicated, right? It's dark and it's dirty and it's messy. And it's, I don't know. I mean, men, paraphilias, that is men who have, sexual attractions to different things like unusual non-sexual things so like women's panties hairy women feet you know all these different forms of paraphilia that men can have i say men because men are 10 times more likely to have paraphilias right because it is it's very easy for male sexuality to latch onto things and the society is large and especially women view this stuff as dirty and disgusting and i think we need to stop doing that because what we're doing is we're we're pushing male sexuality underground and that means that it doesn't get a way to process and vent and, and feel healthy and uh, develop in a healthy way. And so what do you end up with? You end up with men who are more likely to lash out sexually because they've been forced to subvert their sexuality and men who are forced to 
um, become, like, I think it pushes a lot of men to become resentful towards women because when you use shame against people, a lot of women make young boys feel ashamed of their sexuality and, and different sexual desires. It creates resentment and that resentment bubbles up into adulthood and you get men who resent women. So that's a really big one, you know, and women talk about double standards, you know, like, oh, you know, um, if a man sleeps with lots of women, he is a stud. If a woman sleeps with lots of men, then she is a slut. And I agree. I think that's a terrible, that's a terrible uh, mindset to have. But I'll tell you one in reverse that women have, right? If a woman likes to sleep with an older man or likes to date an older man, that makes sense. Older men have lots of great characteristics. If a man wants to sleep with younger women, he's a sleazeball. It's an exact mirror image of, of, of the, the feminist version of the double standard, right? You, you, you can't have those double standards. They're, they're not appropriate to have in a modern society. Number four, and I haven't really had this happen to me too much, but I've had it happen with clients and it, it upsets me and it makes me sick to my stomach. And that's this. It's okay to let a man pay for you for things, even if you don't like him that way. So I know so, I know so many women Fortunately, in general, it's younger women, but society often makes it okay for young women to have a guy who's crushing on her and she lets him buy her things or lets him take her out to dinner or lets him pay for stuff when she's not even that interested in him. That's not okay. That's called using, right? It's called manipulating and using a human being for your own means. And, and by and large in society, we see that as inappropriate and wrong. So we shouldn't be validating that in any way, shape and form. In fact, we should be very much looking down on that kind of behavior. Number five is slut shaming. Um, I mean, there's so much attention that's put on men slut-shaming women, but you know who are the biggest perpetrators of slut-shaming is, is women. Like, women are brutal when it comes to making other women feel ashamed for being sexually promiscuous. And a lot of this has to do with women feeling threatened by other women, because female-female threat is massive, right? Like, uh, not all women, but let's say 80% of women feel threatened by other women around. My partner frequently has problems because she's got a lot of male friends as well as female friends. She constantly has the girlfriends of her male friends creating dramas um, because they don't want their boyfriend having a female friend. <clears throat> There's this massive threat issue. And so women use slut shaming as a way to try to force the women to behave more moderately so they're less of a threat, right? You gotta remember, shame is generally, it's much more of a woman's weapon to use socially than a man's weapon. Men tend to use physical violence or at least threats of violence to try to coerce and control other men. Women tend to use shame. All right, and, and emotional social manipulation. It's just different different strategies used by different genders. So when there's a lot of shame involved, like sexual shaming, it tends to be the purview primarily of women. Although I know men do it too. Women are by far the biggest offenders. We can't normalize that and make it okay. Number six shouldn't come as a surprise. And that's the idea that women are allowed to judge men for not being tall enough, but men aren't allowed to judge women for being too overweight. Uh, God, the double standardness in this and the stupidity in this, uh, which is that men can't control their height. They can't do anything to regulate the height that they have. Women can control their weight. So it's it's far worse to judge a man for his height, right? If a man's not allowed to judge a woman. That's like this stupid double standard that we have. And it comes up a lot. It's become a bit of a meme with online dating, but it's a very real thing. I think it's totally fair for a woman to have tastes in men's height. I'm not a tall guy. I'm five foot eight, so I'm not very tall myself. Um, and I think it's totally fine for me to say, hey, if I keep myself in decent shape, it's okay for me to expect a woman to keep herself in decent shape. There's nothing wrong about that, right? So that's, we got to stop jumping on this stuff. You know, if you, you, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. It's not okay to judge either way. People are allowed to have their tastes. 
Now, before I go on to put some of this toxic femininity into some context, which is what I want to do in the second half of this video, I want to tell you this experience that I promised to tell you about that just absolutely shocked me. So I had a room with 150 women in it. I was doing a big seminar for women. It was my very first one. Now, when I talk to men, I often get men to, um, you know, interact, put up the hand, put up your hand if this has happened, put up your hand if that's happened, put up your hand if you think this is true, put up your hand if you think this is the way you want to go. I do this kind of stuff a lot. And so with this group of women, I said to them, hey, who has found themselves wanting to get a guy to be more committed to them and found themselves trying to manipulate him or make him feel jealous or insecure to try to get him to stay with you? Put up your hand. And no surprises, a lot of women put up their hand. Maybe 80% of the room put up their hand. And I gave some more examples like this of try having manipulated men in different situations. And I said to them, who here thinks that's a healthy emotional strategy to manipulate someone into a relationship. Who thinks that's a really great way to go? I was floored because about 60 to 70% of women thought that was a good strategy, a healthy emotional strategy to creating a long-term relationship. And I just wanted to share that with you that I was absolutely floored how many women in today's society think that it's okay to manipulate a person <laughs> to into a relationship, to manipulate a guy into doing something. That's scary. It's scary as all hell. Now, these are just a few examples of toxic femininity. I mean, the world is full of a lot, lot more, just like it's full of more examples of toxic masculinity. But, you know, the reason I made this video, actually, was not to hate on women, because I don't... I think it'd be easy to watch this video or see the title and think, oh, this guy is, it doesn't like women, or this guy's angry at women, he should try MGTOW. Um, no, it's not why I've made this video. I don't dislike women. I, I love women. I made this video, actually, because... I wanted to point out that the world is full of horrible lessons that we teach to both boys and girls. You know, I wanted to make that clear. The world, like, we don't just teach women horrible lessons. We don't just teach men horrible lessons. We live in a culture that we're evolving, we're growing up, you know, where we're coming of age. And we've got a lot of baggage from our history that we still have to process and deal with. And I believe that there's great power in sitting back and saying, all right, women have their baggage. Women have their crap that's okay. I've got my crap, right? Men have their crap. That's okay too, right? To go a little easy on men and women both for having stuff that they still need to work through. Because honestly, it's going to take time. I think that it's very tempting when you hear terms like toxic masculinity, toxic femininity, that what you want to do is you want to fall into a camp where you say everything that's wrong with the world is men. Everything that's wrong with the world is women. I mean, I, I, that's what a lot of the more extreme feminists do. They blame everything that's wrong in the world on men. And but unfortunately, men form groups that do the same thing. So much of what's wrong in the world is women's fault. But it's just both genders are struggling and you need to understand that. And so if we leave the political for a second, because I, I'm not so much a political channel as a personal dating and relationships channel. If we, we drop the political for a second, how should you what should your mindset be in dating? Because you're going to meet women who have baggage. In fact, every woman you're going to meet is going to have some kind of baggage, like just crap lessons and philosophies that she's learned growing up. Well, I'll tell you how you should handle this. And this is how I've always done it in my life and it's worked really well. This is what I teach my clients as well. First and foremost, you should be working on yourself as a man. Always be, be trying to learn and grow and be open-minded, right? Is this true? Is, is what I believe about women or about men true? Or is this some kind of um, baggage that I have, this story that I tell myself growing up that isn't helpful, right? Can I grow? Can I have a better view of the world? Be very careful not to be locked down a man as a man and always be trying to learn and trying to evolve and trying to see the world from different people's vantage points. Because if you do that, 
You're going to slowly, little bit by little bit, let go of your baggage, the men's crap that you've been taught growing up. And if you're doing that, first of all, you're on a really healthy path. But if you're doing that, you also deserve to demand the same of a woman because you're never going to find a woman who doesn't have any emotional historic baggage. And so what you need to do is demand the same of her. Is she open-minded? Is she wanting to have conversations and grow and learn and slowly begin to shed her own baggage and grow up as a woman and become, I guess, just a more aware human being that isn't closed-minded? Because they're the women you want to find. Become that man first and then seek women who are like that. And I, I promise you, the world is full of them. The world is not as full of extreme feminists as the media would have you believe. It's just extreme feminists look great on camera. They make for great clickbait, but they're not really that predominant. So yeah, you get to demand a better quality woman, but you're never going to find a woman who doesn't come with some of that stuff. Just like you, there's not a single one of you men watching who doesn't have baggage. I guarantee it. I have it. You have it. Everyone has it. Get over it, right? Work on yourself and find a woman who's going to work on herself as well. Now, I know that a lot of our baggages that we can have growing up, they tend to also relate to our personalities, right? So if you're neurotic, if you're introverted, if you're extroverted, these are all going to impact the way that you see the world. I've got a personalized uh, dating personality test. And what I do in this is I look at 16 different parts of your personality, 16 different factors. Um, you can go ahead, it's a free test. You can go ahead and click on the link here. But essentially what I'm going to do is look at these different parts of your personality. I'm going to tell you how they're going to impact your dating life. Specifically, what are your strengths in dating? Or what are your weaknesses? What are the areas that are going to require a little bit more work? Go ahead and check that out now through the link up here. I highly recommend it. That's it, and thank you for watching today's podcast. As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash personality test to complete our scientifically backed attraction personality test, which will help you uncover the areas you most need to work on based on your personality assessment. Take care, and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.